Hello and welcome to Direct Relief News. I'm your host, Amory Garafanelli. On this episode of the podcast, how is the COVID-19 pandemic affecting people's mental health? We look at who is bearing the brunt of pandemic-induced anxieties and how some impacts may be more long-lasting. When the pandemic hit, Ryoko Chanomas saw a surge in patients. I wasn't that busy before the pandemic, but um, since March, um, I've been so super busy. <laughs> Chano Moss is a licensed clinical social worker at the San Francisco Free Clinic. She provides counseling services and support to uninsured individuals in California's Bay Area. A lot of them are undocumented immigrants, um, and people come from all over the um, Bay Area, not just people in, who live in San Francisco. In the beginning of the pandemic, financial stress was the major complaint among her patients. Many lost their jobs overnight, and because of their immigration status, were ineligible for unemployment benefits. The stress manifested as anxiety and depression, and for Chano Moss, a nearly 30% increase in appointments. Before I... I always felt like I could do something. I, I could help. Um, but it's just because of the number of people and just the degree of, um, of the incident. It just felt like, oh my God, there may not be, I, I may not be able to help. At Community Health, a free clinic based in Chicago, Ornella Raceto was experiencing something similar. A little bit before the end of March, is when I began to see a, the beginning of what was to be the surge of referrals to the counseling program. Raceto oversees Community Health's mental wellness program. I began to see this surge of referrals exclusive to anxiety, exclusive to stress and chronic stress. Like Chano Moss's patients, many had lost their jobs and didn't qualify for unemployment. And the social isolation wasn't helping. The isolation became, I would say, the number one, number two, and number three stressor. Because again, at that time, everyone was saying, just do not leave your house. It wasn't, you know, leave your house in a safe way while wearing masks. It was just outright, do not leave. And sure enough, people did not leave. As the pandemic wears on, these initial anxieties have been exacerbated by relational issues. Shauna Moss calls it the second wave. So increasing in like divorce or child abuse um, and neglect, that kind of cases. She says there's been an influx of women and children coming into the clinic, which reflects broader trends. According to a recent study by CARE, a nonprofit international aid organization, women across the globe are nearly three times as likely as men to report mental health issues during the pandemic. While the causes are varied, many experts attribute the discrepancy to women's role as caregivers. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor, 55% of employed women do housework, compared to 18% of men. With children home from school and loved ones sick with the virus, these caregiving responsibilities have increased significantly, and the burden has largely fallen on women. Raceto says her patients are feeling the weight. This, this piece of how much more can I give of myself if I was already giving so much before and there's this now expectation where I have to give more just because we all have to give more because in COVID, everyone has to give until we're empty. 
on top of taking on more responsibility, women are also likely to be targeted by an increase in domestic abuse. According to the CDC, one in three women experience domestic violence in their lifetime, compared to just one in 10 men. And during the pandemic, domestic abuse has increased by up to 60% in some countries. The United States is one of the few to report a decrease. But advocates say it's likely because survivors aren't reporting it. Many police precincts require complaints to be filed in person. Regardless, Raceto says her patients are struggling. While she hasn't received an increase in complaints, she says many of her patients were dealing with domestic abuse before the pandemic. Now, it's harder to escape. For example, if someone says, or, you know, said and currently says, like, you know, I'm tired of being at home, listening to him talk all the time and insulting me. Well, before they could have just left the home, right, walked, gone out, gone to see a friend, maybe just done things outside of the home. Now it's where are you going to go? Not only is it more difficult to find support in friends and family, it's also harder to get professional help. As counseling sessions go virtual, some patients are reluctant to talk with a therapist. Patients did not want phone consults for counseling. Understandably, they didn't feel comfortable talking about their partner inside their home. I had some weeks where I had, if, if I was lucky, maybe six patient schedules. In a week. In a week. Now that she's back to doing face-to-face visits, her schedule is booked. There's even a wait list. While many of these issues are likely to subside once the pandemic is over, some may be more long-lasting. Similar to the Great Depression or even the 2008 recession, the COVID-19 pandemic could permanently alter how people perceive the world. A bigger issue is going to come with people considering safety nets as a thing they now need to focus on. Before, daily routines were reliable. Future plans, guaranteed. But now, that sense of security has been undermined. Well, if COVID could have come out just from nowhere, what else could come all of a sudden from nowhere, out of nowhere, and be here to stay as long or possibly longer? Many of Reseto's patients are still unemployed. As the pandemic drags on, they have little assurance their financial troubles will be remedied. Experiencing this kind of stress over a long period of time can have lasting impacts, from anxiety and depression to PTSD. Chana Ma says she expects a third wave of mental health issues to emerge in the aftermath of the pandemic. People lost such important things. Um, we lost so many lives because of COVID. Um, and the grief that just doesn't go away so quickly. This is such a huge disaster, she says. It could take generations for people's mental health to recover. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find Direct Relief News on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, I'm Amarika Raffinelli. Raffinelli.